So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field. And Garrison Hurt takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff. Hits to his right. Goes to the 20. He's at the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. going on faithfuls the nothing but niners crew is back with a friday night special guys we are time to preview the jacksonville jaguars it's your guy 49ers mike underscore nfl joined by my man tony he is nj niner fan 499 on mute tony what's going on big dog how you living thanks for slipping the mute in there because i almost forgot but <laughs> see how i did that that was smooth right like nobody even noticed nobody caught yeah. that i just i just dropped that right in there all right first let me see the digs, but you're rocking. Let me see it. Hold on. Come on. Ah, let's get it out. Flex on them, I like that. Oh, I like yeah, that, man. Hip, Nick. These are freaking hot as hell. I love them. They're comfortable. Um, mm. It's actually a little big, but, hey, I like it. Now, it's, 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 so you're saying it runs big. I like 2X, so I should get XL? No. No, you're a big dude. No. What the? What is that? What? All right, I'm not gonna take a bad thing. It's cool. I'm not gonna take offense to it. It's okay. No, you're a big dude. You're like me, big dude. Like I'm not. It's nothing against you because what happens is what happens if you put this in and it shrinks after one one wash. I don't know. I don't know. All right, all right. We'll have to see. We'll have to see, man. But it looks good, man. I like it, man. Oh yeah, definitely check them out. Hit up Nick if you're interested. Um, They come in this gray, black, and uh, white. I think white. Yeah, I think white. Yeah, but check them out. They're they're made great. You got the little logo on the side here. You know. Yeah, see, my logo is the Nike logo over here. Then I got the salute the service patch over here. You see the, the little patches and all. It's the tight ass shirt that uh, you know, they're gonna have to get the jaws of life to get this thing <laughs> off of me later on. You know, uh, but guys, we got to go through some formalities before we start the show. Uh, if it's your first time here on the YouTube page, we want to thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you guys hit that like button, turn on the subscription and notifications as well. That way you know exactly when we are going live, okay? You are not going to want to miss a thing. So make sure you guys have everything turned on, all right? Uh, we have some social media platforms we want you guys to check out. Hit us up on some of uh, some of the social medias. We have Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are nothing but nine ERS. It's the number nine, nothing but nine ERS. That's uh, Snapchat as well as Twitter. Then we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. And those handles are right there. Nothing but Niners. Some variation is spelled all the way out. You okay? Did Tony just glitch? Did y'all see that? Is that on my end? I want like this. 
Am I glitching over here or no? No, I just went like this because John V said my guys, Mike and uh, Tony. Oh, okay. All right. No, no, no. Don't tell me to be so sensitive. He called me fat, Sammy. He called me fat. That's what happened. He called never, me fat. never did. He's never like, did. oh, it runs a little big. I was like, oh, so if I order 2X, I should get a 1X. He was like, nah, you're a big guy. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? I'm in a 2X. All right. But you said it runs big. So I'm thinking, all right, that means I got to get something, you know. No, because Nick made it seem like, you know, it's true to size. But I'm good with it because I'll, my biggest thing is when you put something in a washer, it's fit, it fits you great when you first wear it. You put it in, you dry, it comes back, it's like this. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's one, 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 one. Yeah. I got you. And man. you need the jaws of life. Yeah, exactly. I knew exactly what you meant, though. I mean, I was trying to turn this boxing on in the background. There's some boxing on the zone tonight, and I can't find it over here. It's driving me crazy. I wanted to see in the background while we're doing our show, but it's all right. I always get distracted. I don't need to be watching uh, boxing. So I'm going to try to focus all of my energy right here on the show after I hit okay and try this channel. Nope, nothing. Nope, nothing. All right, that's it. Okay. Um, I went through the formalities already. You guys know where to shoot us. Uh, emails, right? Questions, comments, concerns. Uh, NB9, ERS at nothingbutdiners.com. And guys, don't be the last one to get over there. Patreon.com slash nb 9 ERS. We're going to be bringing you guys some bonus equipment, uh, bonus shows. We are doing a giveaway over there right now, eligible for all Patreonians, okay? Uh, there is a, a post us over there that tells you exactly how to enter. If you're not there, you don't get it. And if you don't know what we're giving away, guys, it is the legacy uh, of greatness, all right? It is boom, right there. That's it, right there. So head on over to patreon.com slash NB9 ERS for the legacy of greatness, 75 years celebrating your San Francisco 49ers okay so man 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 tony you ready to talk about the jacksonville jaguars yes sir now we did get to hear from kyle shanahan today uh look look look, look at miss debbie giving you how to come on man thanks miss debbie you see you see she take care of everybody bro she takes care of everybody washing cold water inside out and dry on cool now i don't know how that works how can something dry in cold air um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't. I don't get it. But hey, I'm gonna take the word for it because you know. Then all of a sudden you get stuff and everything looks like this. You see how? Like, look, this is all skin tight, man. Like, this is there's, there's no give here. I'm trying to like look. So maybe it's because I I dry my stuff in hot and you know heat. So looks like she knows what she's talking about, man. You know, tumble cycle they say. Man. Somebody else says hang it up to dry, air dry. I mean, I don't know. You know, we well, we do it. My stuff that like where I'm really, really like, hey, don't mess it up. We hang it up in the boiler room, so it's not in a dryer, but it's in the room, the little closet with the hot water heater and the, you know what I'm saying? Tony's like, Mike, I don't care. I just want to talk Niners. All right, no, I'm sorry, but I understand what you're saying. So yeah, that's that's what we do, man. We hang it all up over there. So they say if you hang it to dry, it stiffens. Yes, but then what you do is you toss it in the dryer for two minutes. It loosens it back up, and you're good to go. So. Josh, you're absolutely correct. All right, man. Uh, listen, man, the 49ers, we heard from Kyle Shanahan, and he said something that kind of made me wonder, and I did go and adjust my fantasy lineup, not saying this because of fantasy purposes, but because of the outlook on the game, man. He said that uh, our running back, Elijah Mitchell, had a little setback. The finger didn't progress the way that they thought it was, and he is now officially listed as doubtful going into this game. Tony, we already know Hasty's not active. You got Elijah Mitchell is doubtful. What happens here to the run game? Jeff Wilson Jr. 
It's about that time. It's about that time. And I'm really looking forward to it because I think we're going to need that type of runner this week. Um, you know, we'll get more into it with the matchup. But unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to listen to the Kyle presser today. But, um, yeah, Jeff Wilson's back. He ran hard last week. Um, uh, you know, I just want to see this. Uh, I want to see last week carry over into this week. That That's all I want to see. You know, I hear you saying that you didn't get a chance to listen to Kyle. And if you want, we can hear it, man. I mean, I got it right here. We can sit here and do it right here. It's not illegal. We can break this whole thing down. Roll with it. Yeah? You want to do it? All right. Like All right. Five minute presser? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go so ahead. You talk, let me pull it up. Let me get it queued up to the right spot. You talk for a couple of seconds, and uh, I'll, I'll get it I'll get it loaded up. Yeah. Um. So this is cool. We can actually listen to this because, I, like I said, I didn't get a chance to listen to it today. I was a little busy. Um, but yeah, expect a, a heavy dose of, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. And, uh, you know, you might get, uh, Sermon with a couple carries and Cannon with a couple carries, uh, and you never know, you might see Devo going to backfield again. So, um, I think the key, and I don't want to go into it right now because we're going to go into it a little bit later, but we're, we're facing the team that defends the run very well, um, and, like, you know, we came off rushing, what, 40 times last week? And you're going to go versus a team this week who stops it. So, uh, without further ado, here's Kyle. We'll get into the rest later. All right. Let's see what Coach has to say about this upcoming matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, guys. Um, the injuries, Mohurst um, will be out, Hasty out. Um, Elijah Mitchell is doubtful. Go ahead. Um, we haven't totally decided yet, so we would. It is, it is, but we have to one tomorrow. We have to one tomorrow to decide fully. We need it. You know what? Before we continue, I just got a notice that says my connection is a little, and I don't understand that. I don't. What is happening right now? Let me uh let me switch Wi-Fi's really quick. And uh wait, I think I just switched in the middle of talking actually. Let me see. Won't you lose every anything? Everything if you switch? No, I think I'm still here, right? We're good? Yeah. Yeah, it switched. Okay. I don't know what happened. So all right. I'm sorry. I'll hit play again. We still good? Yeah, go ahead, roll. We're good. I know you were hopeful that Elijah Mitchell would play is not ruled out yet. It is Finger not respond as well as you'd hope, or what happened with this? Um, it's just how he feels with it, and we thought it would be a little further along now. Um, it obviously isn't, that's why I couldn't go today. We're holding out hope because we still got 48 hours, but anytime this one doesn't go today, um, it's tough. Kyle's confident. Look at that posture, guys. Look at those shoulders. Yeah, they haven't decided what plays we're going with, but most likely. That question was, will Jeff Wilson be the starter if not Mitchell? Um, I mean, the first time Jeff came out there, he looked exactly like the guy he's been. Um, Jeff's got plays with so much energy. The way you guys see him in games is exactly how he is in practice. So our team feeds off him a ton. And, um, you know, the more practice he's gone, the more he's got his legs under him. And he's ready to go. Tracer, if we've been practicing, how ready is he for eight to ten carries if necessary? See, um, hold on. Grant tried to be slick. If Trey, Worm, if Trey Sermon's ready for practice, how ready is he for eight to ten carries if necessary? Why ask a question like that with a specific number of carries? 
No, nothing. All right. All right. We'll talk about it, you, you, you know the game, Mike. No, I, that game I don't get. I don't I don't understand that. I don't I don't know what he was trying to prove there. I I did not understand why saying like if you want to ask, all right, you have two of your top four guys down. Is it likely Trey Sermon gets carries this game? That's the question to ask. Yeah. Not eight to ten. Why are you throwing a specific number in the in that question? I don't I don't yeah. know, man. I, that that was that was weird to me. I'm sorry, guys. Well, I, I think about him saying eight to ten. He's a part of the game plan where if he doesn't specify eight to ten, and Wilson gets banged up, then he, you know what I'm saying? He's trying to fish and see maybe if he's a part of the game plan. All right, you're right. All right, here you go. I'm, I'm gonna shut up now. And carries if necessary. Um, and he's he's ready for whatever amount we give him. We don't decide that number, but uh, whatever we give him, he'll be ready. He's been ready last. He's been ready every week. So, um, you know, if Elijah's not up, that does give him an opportunity. It's Alex Mack's 36th birthday. What 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 has made him such a productive player? You know, over the course of his career, and, and what's it been like being with him in, in three different spots. Um, I mean, talk Alex about Alex Mack. Pick. He was extremely talented. Um, coming That's out, what you're um, about? but for him yeah. to play this long and stuff and still play at a high level, his 36th um, birthday, so what makes him so special? He's one of the smartest people I've ever been around. Um, not just football players. He's extremely smart, works at it. Um, the guy practices at a certain level that, um, is, is a an example for everybody. He goes hard all the time, runs to the ball every single play. Um, and he enjoys playing football, enjoys practicing. You can see why it's lasted so long. You can hear him, right, Tony? Yeah. No, we played both last week. That kind of was the plan. We'll see how it goes this week. An indication has it been determined when Elijah hurt his finger? Second quarter. I want to stop it here. Hold on, because we're gonna we're gonna skip this if we don't. I'm gonna forget to come back to it later. Uh, Matt just asked him, was it determined when Elijah Mitchell broke his finger? And he said in the second quarter. Hmm. Tony. That means that he did half of the game with a broken finger. Yeah, but I, if I recall correctly, I think that's when we started to see more Debo. Nah, Debo was getting busy in the first half. Oh, no, man. I, wish. I mean, lining up in the backfield, like legit as a running back. Oh, okay. I see what you So you think that's when they – they changed it up. Yeah. After he got hurt. I don't I don't know, man. I feel like I saw Debo in the first half. I feel like and I saw I Debo. Jeff Wilson got a couple more during the latter part of the game. I wish I had the splits, man. All right, I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna hit play. Here we go. Back to it. He's gonna he's gonna speak to his his toughness, though. Here we go. Remember, like he didn't say anything at the time. No, he didn't say anything to anyone at all. He just thought he had a jammed finger and it was hurting, toughed him out, but toughed it out, but that stuff starts to hurt a little bit more when the adrenaline goes down. Is that is it almost? I mean, you know, he got twenty-seven carries. Were you kind of concerned that hopefully he didn't do it later in the game when you, know, you could have theoretically put in some backups at that point? No, I don't. I mean, wow. I don't play that hindsight game totally. I mean, it's we put in some backups when we were up forty-one to seventeen with a minute minute fifty-eight left, and they had the ball to go have a chance to send it to overtime versus Detroit. So it's got to be a long ways away before we stop giving them carries just from some scars that have developed over the years. Lily is someone people don't talk about that much. He's been here a while. He's developed him for a while. How much better is he now than when he first got here? And how good is he now? 
Um, I mean, I think Emmanuel is, I think, I still don't think he's reached his full ceiling. I mean, Emmanuel's earned everything he's gotten here. We I mean, started the first year just playing on scout team the whole year, ended up the second year, which I believe was 19, um, being our starting corner, playing at a high level. I thought he played at a very high level this year. I think he's been up and down this year. I mean, last year he's been up and down this year just because of his injuries. I mean, he started out training camp, missing the first day at 10 days of COVID. Um, then he missed a number of days again in training camp after he came back with an injury. He's been up and down throughout this time. So he's just starting to get back to me to his level of play before. Um, and now that he's there, um, the way he's made, um, the way he works, um, now I know he'll only get better. All right. So he was talking about Emmanuel Mosley right there. Uh, the way he was speaking about him, he's earned everything he's gotten with us here at the 49ers. He's not just talking about reps. He's talking about that contract. Uh, he said that uh, he had a good. He, he was uh, doing only a scout team at first, mm. and then he worked his way into the starting lineup. Uh, and then he had some injuries this year, so his play has been up and down. Do you think that this is Kyle's way of saying that they could be looking to extend Emmanuel Mosley? I, I don't think that it's an extension is required. I mean, he is on a two-year deal right now. They just gave him the two-year deal this offseason, so he still has one year left on the contract. Um, so I don't think it's, it's angled towards an extension. No. All right. I'm gonna shut up. We're gonna keep it going. Uh, we got about eh, maybe three more minutes left in this kind of thing. Let me see here. Hold on. I don't know if you guys can see what's on my screen here. It stops at 60. Yeah, it's, it's less than three minutes. So I'm going to go back on mute and hit play. Here we go. Maybe my memory isn't serving me well, but it just seems like football now in the NFL, teams ride a roller coaster. And, you know, a team like the Bills could be mentioned as Super Bowl contenders one week and lose to, you know, the Jaguars the next. Is is that an issue in the NFL that teams aren't playing as consistently as they have in the past? And what can you do as a coach to try to find that level where a team doesn't fluctuate too much? Um, I mean – I don't necessarily see it that way. I mean, I get what you're saying, and it could be. I, I feel like the NFL's always been like that. You know, there's one or two teams every year that it seems like end up with a 13 and three, 14 two type record. Um, but after that, I mean, there's very, it's very rarely that many teams aren't playing that last week of the season with playing for something, whether it's a seeding in the playoffs or whether it's just to get in the playoffs. So, like, I always think it's so competitive and, um, that's what I think is so cool about the NFL. I mean, the you watch Jacksonville and you can see why they beat Buffalo. It doesn't look surprising when you watch the tape. Um, I know the records and what people predict to be Super Bowl teams or not always makes it a surprise, but that's, I think, why everyone loves watching the NFL because every game can be like that. You have to play very well to win consistently, and I don't think people get how hard it is for the players emotionally and physically to do that every single week um, for this long. And I mean, that's why people, that's why the thought of 17 games sounded so crazy to guys, because it's just, just the people in it, um, how much 16 felt like. And um, that's why it's um, so important for people to take care of themselves when it goes to sleeping, to taking care of your body, to only investing in football throughout the year. The, the added game, has it changed anything with how you've approached the season up to this point? No, not at all. I mean, it's just, um, it's 
weird when you add up numbers that equal 17. That's the only thing. Usually you look at like 10 and six and stuff as playoff teams and usually um, percentage wise and stuff as the last teams that get in. And um, I don't really know how to talk about numbers and stuff when there's 17 games. So we'll see at the end of this, but no, it's just one game at a time. And when you get to 16 is that's probably the first time we'll actually think about, Oh, there is a 17th one and we'll deal with it. That was an interesting take to me also, Tony. And there's some other ones that I'm not stopping it for, but Kyle's basically saying, I don't know if 10 is the magic number. For the last 25, 30, 40 years, you get 10 and you're in. That has been the way of the NFL postseason. And he's saying here with 17, I'm not sure how to think about the numbers. Um, Do you think 10 wins is enough to make the postseason? Now there is an extra team, but that extra game means everyone is likely to get one more win. I think they can make a wild card with 10 wins. I mean, still, everyone's saying wild card. Everybody gets a wild card except for one team in each conference. Yeah, I don't think they could – I don't think they're – unless something drastic happens for the division, I don't think that. Um, I think with the Atlanta loss last night, I think it bumped them up a slot for the wild card. So it it all depends on – listen – they played the perfect game last week versus the Rams. They can come out and shit the bed this week. Oh, we're going to talk about that. I promise yeah. you we're yeah. going to talk about that. No, of course. But the issue is if they don't shit the bed and they come out and the word again, play consistent like they did, the consistency follows over to this week. You're in a very – I don't know how to say this, but a fair – more easier part of your schedule. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that was Kyle's last question here. So uh, they're going to let him walk away. I'm going to stop sharing. Right, here. Thanks. Boom. Kyle's done. Uh, he leaves. So ends the presser, man. Uh, so you heard it there, man. Uh, he talked about the injuries. Um, again, uh, downgraded to doubtful. He was questionable, Elijah Mitchell, but with his rib and finger injury, he's downgraded to doubtful. Uh, also, out Maurice Hurst, out Jamichael Hasty. Um, limited in practice, and I didn't hear him say his name at the beginning of this, which makes me think he's up and ready to go. Was Jalen Moore? I didn't yeah. hear Jalen Moore at the top of that. Yeah, it made when I listened to him, who did I, I listened to him, I think on KMBR, and he made it seem like you know it was uh, it wasn't that serious of an injury. Or anything, at least, that's going to keep him out for an extended amount of time. So I'm guessing, like, you know, this week there is a legit chance for him to start. Um, because, you know, they got they got a good edge guy over there by the name of Josh Allen. So, <coughs> now granted, I, I know, I, I'm pretty sure he flips this, the formation, but I'd rather have Jalen White go up against him. What? That was my guy. I was so heavy on the Josh Allen train. And people told me I was crazy. They said that there's no – you don't second-guess it. Bosa is the guy. Don't overthink this, Mike. And uh, that was – it was him, right? It was Josh Allen, Bosa, and Quinn Williams, right? Those were the three guys that were – I actually – I watched him in high – I watched him play a high school game in New Jersey. He went to Montclair High. Yeah, not he, he was – A man amongst boys. Yeah, he was – Wait, in high school, was, was he going both ways? Was that him on, on the field? I can't he remember if that was him or not. Yeah, I think he Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I'm I'm ninety percent sure he was a kid that went 
both ways in high school. Hey, who are you? He uh, he I think he actually to played receiver. So yeah, I was gonna say it was like a it was like a skill position on offense, and he had the discipline to switch sides and uh, do it in. Co- oh man, I really I really really like that kid coming out. Man. What what caught my what how he caught my eye was I was with a guy that I work with. Um, his son played for Montclair on that championship team. So he's come on, let's go watch my son play. I was like, oh yeah, I'll go with you. I'll meet you there. So we met up. And this kid just stood out. I was like, yo, who the hell? I think he was number seven in in high school. Number seven mm. or number one. And I kept saying, Greg, who the hell is this kid? Right. And he said, Josh Allen. I was like, all right. I, I, I would look it up. But, you know, I mean, but look, man, I mean, it is it, it is what it is. We're here. Um, we talked about the Niners. Uh, so do you think more gets in here this week? Yeah, I, I think so. And I really hope they – because. Lynch might have said something that we, it could be a potential scenario where you see both of them play, and I hope to God it's not that. I mean, look, man, you you tell me what's better, injured rookie Moore or experienced and veteran Tom Compton? I don't think the injury is bad enough to keep him out of the game. All right. I do think he will get the start. I do think he will play. Um, I'm not a fan of Compton on that right tackle. I'm just not. Well, I, I mean, yeah, nobody is, you know. And um, and like I said, they have a decent defensive line. Uh, so y- you want your dogs out there. You want your aces out there. So I'm not about to put this guy out there. I mean, this uh, second or third play when he came in, I forgot who the hell it was, but he literally forklifted his ass off the floor right into Jimmy's lap. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I'm really hoping Moore gets to start this week. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm not mad at that. All right. I, I like Moore also, man. Um, we got to see him for a very short time. What was it, like the first quarter? I think it was the first – after the second drive he went out. Yeah. It was very, very early. Uh, they took him out. So, you know, we'll have to see what happens. But I'll be watching, man. I'll be watching. I want to see him get back out there. I, re- I really like that young man, Jalen Moore. Uh, yeah, yeah. could potentially be the steal of the entire draft. Yeah. If he comes out and plays the way I think he can play. Um, now, we're talking about our injuries. Let's also flip it. Let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars injuries. Uh, I have their latest injury report here. Where is it? Boom. Uh, safety race, Sean Jenkins. Illness was a full participant, but that's where the positive news stops. Uh, their punter, Logan Cook, was limited with a left knee injury. Carlos Hyde, one of their backup running backs, was limited with a shoulder injury. James Robinson with a heel and knee injury was limited. Uh, linebacker Dakota Allen was limited with a shoulder injury. Uh, Miles Jack did not participate with a knee injury. Big news. Defensive tackle Malcolm Brown. I don't know. Uh, NIR arrest. I guess that's oh not injury related. Okay. But did not participate. That's a veteran day, guys. Uh, what we would call a vet day here. And mm-hmm. defensive end Jordan Smith with an illness did not participate uh tony i think the big name here is josh i mean miles miles jack a lot of people are saying that he's a he's the guy and he's the factor uh did not participate with a knee injury are they saving him man they got four days well three days are they perhaps just saving him yeah i mean listen they could be or he could be having an issue with that knee um that's holding him out it's not hold they're not holding him out as precautionary they're holding him out for a legit reason so um 
Another name on there is Robinson, the running back. I also think that's something to keep your eye on. He's a he's a he, he's a good running back for an undrafted free agent. He actually made a decision to sign with Jacksonville because there was another team that was hard uh, hard pressing to get him to sign, and it was the 49ers. So you know he's going to have something to bring to the table. So those two guys caught my eye. Uh, Dakota Allen, another one of their linebackers. Uh, I think Malcolm Brown's going to play because it was a vet day off. Uh, yeah, so they got some interesting injuries too. Pretty impactful play, uh, players, especially Jack and uh, Robinson. All right, man. I think I think Miles Jack. I don't. All right. I don't know if you just want to jump into the preview or not, and I get it and get, get into our thoughts, but. I think this Jaguars defense is overrated, and I understand we're supposed to respect our opponent and all that stuff, right? Uh, Kyle says that they're a dangerous team. That's why they went out there and they can go out and beat, uh, you know, a team like the Buffalo Bills and blah, 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 blah. But the truth <laughs> of the matter is, <laughs> I'm just telling you how I feel, bro. The no, truth no, of the no. matter is, I have not seen anything to be impressed with, with the Jacksonville Jaguars team. The defense gets shredded by tight ends. The defense passing game is just complete garbage. Uh, Kyle's going to have a field day with this secondary and people are sweating the, the run defense. And I think the reason why the run defense has respectable numbers is because the pass game is so terrible. There's no need to keep the ball on the ground. Stop. Are we going Never into time. this or what? Huh? Are we going into this? I mean, look, we here, bro. We could, we could talk about it. I mean, look, right, we, we're so 30 minutes into the show. Right. Let's get down to the meat and potatoes. I just, I don't see it, man. Okay. So here we go. Let's let's start off with the fact that they do have a pretty solid run defense. Actually, in my opinion, I think it's a little bit more than solid. Um, Are you saying that because of yards per game? Because that's why everybody else is saying it. I'm saying it because when I watched a little bit versus Buffalo and I saw the highlights on that, they were stuffing the run. They were they were they were getting in the backfield, causing havoc. They broke one or two, I think, decent runs off of them. But they're an aggressive team up front on that down four on those down four linemen. Um, so, with that being said, I think the issue is this. We all know Kyle wants to run the ball. We all know this offense is centered around the run game and the play-action pass. So, now, my biggest motto is if Jimmy throws anywhere more than 25 to 30 times a game and that forces the 49ers to become one-dimensional on the offense, that's when the problems happen. So, if they can't, establish the run game i'm not saying 40 times but at least 30 times and get that run game going now you might have to ask jimmy to become more one-dimensional and throw the ball a little more and that's where the things get a little hairy with this offense because when jimmy plays within the offense and the structure of the offense jimmy's good the offense moves we saw it last week the minute he comes out of that that's when things get crazy so, I think it's very important that Kyle establishes a run game and tries his best to stick with it versus this defense. Because I, even though they have a piss-poor secondary and they can't cover a tight end for nothing, I still think if you make Jimmy throw more than 30 times a game, this game, I think they lose. All right. All right. I mean, look, man, I just and I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. Right. I'm, I'm just looking at their numbers here. I got all their stats pulled up. So if there's anything that you want to know, I got offense and defense pulled up right here side by side. 
They look kind of trash to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. But the thing I'm is, like, like, this is the thing, right? Like, li- listen to this really quick. Like, just not trying to cut you off, right? But listen to this, right? We would all, you and I and everybody watching would say that the 49ers defense has been bad for a large portion of this season, mm-hmm. right? Okay. We're giving up 348 yards a game, 348.2. They're giving up 380 yards a game tony that's yes. a lot more yards than us no i understand that but the thing is if you give me any other quarterback i'll be like go ahead let him let him air it out jimmy's not that quarterback the teams that are oh, putting so you're first- saying we can't take advantage of their weakness exactly that's why i'm saying they need to stick to their script not their script but their philosophy keep jimmy in that 20 to 25 range i think we'll be all right you go over that, and you he he has forty attempts. I think that's where the Niners can get in trouble, because I don't think Jimmy has the capability to become a one-dimensional, uh, to, to make the offense one-dimensional and beat you through the air. I don't. I think he needs to rely on the run game to help him set up his pass game, and that's the way Kyle calls the game. Interesting fact is they went away a little bit from under center. And we spoke about this the other night, um, how Kyle created four, potentially five offenses for uh, different types of quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. Kyle's been sitting him in the shotgun a little bit. Yes, but sir. here's the problem. You're not going to get as good, of a, as good of a run fake out of the shotgun than you would under center. So this is where I think Kyle really needs to be, I don't want to say strict, but I think he needs to, to really – focus on the run game, getting the run game going. And then if he wants to do it, let him do it. Now, the interesting fact is how they come out. After seeing the Niners rush 40 times, do they come out and put six men in the box? Hey, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, if I'm them, I'm not letting the Niners run on me. I saw what that run game did last week. The Niners were extremely content with getting 3.3 a carry. Yeah. And I'm not letting them do that to me. I am forcing Jimmy Garoppolo to be the reason we lose this game. And what happens when that happens? This year <laughs> and last year and the postseason, it didn't work. <laughs> that's all. That's that's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. So you came on here and you were talking about the Niners can be consistent if they can do what they did last week and da-da-da-da-da. Tony, what does your gut tell you? Because I'm going to tell you what mine says, and maybe you can talk me off this ledge. Right? Everyone wants to say, oh, look at what we did. We turned the corner. We beat a really good team, and we did it in our way in the dominant fashion and all that stuff. And here's what my brain's telling me. I saw that one time. But the other five games, not six, because week one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that in that box. But the other five games I saw this year, mm-hmm. we weren't that consistent. Everything that was a weakness for the 49ers, we completely eliminated. Turnovers were a weakness. Okay, we fixed that this game. I'm talking about the Rams game. Mm-hmm. Offensive line and sacks was a weakness. Okay, we fixed that this game. We abandoned the run too early in every game. Okay, we fixed that this game. The defense not getting turnovers. Okay, we fixed that this game. Every single thing that was a weakness for this 49ers team was great this last game. Why would I be stupid enough to believe that that's now all of a sudden the norm 
for this team. That was the one-off. That game right there, the way we were playing, we would have beat any team in the NFL that week. That's the that's the way we played that game. We would have beat any team in the NFL that last week. That's just the way it is. But there's no need for me to believe that that's the norm. There's no need for me to believe that that's, that's what's going to happen going forward because I've watched seven games, nine, nine games for this team. What's that record? We're four and five, right? I've watched nine games for this team, and seven of them, we did not look like that at all. I'm sorry. Why would I well, believe? Yeah, you're right. Why yeah, would I believe that, that all of a sudden we're going to flip a switch? I, 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 I'll give you that. I give you that. All right. My opinion is I think they have a lot going against them this game. Short they week who? travel, huh? Oh, us. You said they. Yeah. Okay. Against us. Uh, short week travel across country. Um, early start. Um, so I, I think those are the negatives right now. But I do think from top to bottom, the 49ers have a much talented roster than Jacksonville. I think, in my opinion, they are better coached than Jacksonville. Um, so it, it all comes down to if they can, can carry the consistency over from last week. And, and I'm not saying 40 rush attempts, but I, I just want to see. And my honest opinion is I'm going to go with what you said. I honestly think they're going to dare Jimmy to beat him. And that's what's scaring the shit out of me right now. I'll tell you straight up, that's what's scaring the shit out of me. Because of it, I think Kyle might be forced to come out throwing like he did. I think it was versus Chicago, how they came out the gate throwing. And I think potentially you might see that because of facing the six-man front. Well, and here's the thing. I do believe that if we have to throw this game, Jimmy can find some success. I really, really do. Lucius Tom- What? I saw Color Purple in the movie theater. No, you didn't. We have viewers that age. You know what the Color Purple is, Tony? The what? Maki Dada. What the hell's that? All right, never mind. It's cool. My man said, I saw that in theaters. That's crazy. All right. Uh, but, you know, I think that we can take advantage of some of their passing stuff. I, I think that some of their weaknesses and their deficiencies in the secondary, we can take advantage of. The question is, when we come back to the middle ground, when we do have a turnover or two, and the defense only has one, and we get more holding penalties and false starts and pass interferences, because we're going to come back to that norm, right? All year long, we've been playing extremely high, and we say that's not normal. That's not disciplined football. Last game, shoo, it was down. We still had some penalties last game. Let's not let's not get it twisted. First half, we only had one penalty, but if I'm not mistaken, we finished the game with like six or seven penalties. So we kind of bounced back to the norm in the second half. But the lead was so big, the score was you know such a big difference that no one really paid attention to it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Mariah? What's going on, love? Got to get me on the show. Got to get me in there, Mariah. I'm trying. I'm trying. I was married now. Yo, when he threw that, <laughs> those eggs out the room. Never mind. All right. Um, you know, so um, it's it's when we start to come back down to our norm. Now, our norm this year 
is also some of the worst 49ers football I've seen in years. And I don't think that is the norm. That's just the norm for this season. The defense just struggling the way that it was. The penalties on both sides of the ball. The the random turnovers. What like think go go back um go back to the was it the Bears game? What game was it where George Kittle fumbled and the very next possession Debo fumbled? Was that the Bears game against against the the Bears? Uh, was that no? We, we lost that game. That was the Cardinals. That was the, I don't think Debo fumbled. Was it the Colts? No, Kittle Debo fumbled. fumbled. De- and then you're talking about the Lions game. No, no. One person fumbled on a kickoff or kickoff recovery, and then the other one fumbled the next possession. Like while we were oh, driving. Oh, Cannon. That was Cannon versus Seattle. Nah, I'm thinking about George Kittle. Kittle fumbled versus Arizona, but I also think he fumbled versus Detroit. And then the Niners, the, the Niners got the ball back, and then they threw the ball over the middle, and then Debo dropped it and fumbled it. So that was that was against who? That was the Cardinals, right? No, it's Detroit. Colts. That I'm. They, listen, I've my time has been all messed up this year. There's no way I'm thinking about Week One because this feels very recent to me. I'm telling you, it was. All right. They said they said Kittle and Ayuk was the Cardinals. Kittle and Ayuk. Yeah, don't you was... remember Kid, uh, you caught the ball, fell down, got up untouched, nah, and dropped it. bro. I think that was Debo. We were driving to win, or at least tie it, and we fumbled. God dang it. This is going to piss me off. I can't no, believe. I'm telling you, Mike, that was the play that where they fumbled it, and it was the onside kick. Kittle, Kittle, Kittle bumbled the onside kick, like hit him in his yes. face or something like that, right? Then Detroit scored, then we got the ball back, and then they were driving – and then Jimmy threw it to, to Debo. Debo over the middle. Someone hit him, and he tried to extend, and the ball came out. So he fumbled that because I remember he was crouching down on the sideline like this. All right, and then this last game, no, the game before this one, the game before the Rams was the Cardinals, right? And Kittle dropped one, and I you fumbled in the end zone or something like that, right? Yes. Close to the end zone. You can't fumble in the end zone. It should be a touchdown. But all right. Okay. All right. Maybe that's what. Th- but anyway, when the fumbles return by the good players, and when the defense can't cause any turnovers, and the Josh Norman comes back and gets his two pass interferences a game, and Mosley gets his holding, and Trent Williams gets his false start, and then we get an illegal formation because of all the motion we use. Can we beat a team like Jacksonville when that? happens all right so you're talking about penalty wise penalty and turnovers i'm talking about us beating ourselves not the play calling not penalties and turnovers that's the only way you beat yourself yeah so let's talk about that i think every team will get at least three to five penalties a game whether it's a holding a full start pass interference but how about this let's look let's just for example let's look at that arizona game in my opinion i honestly feel deep down inside we should have beat that team with no questions asked, okay? Number one, the, the big momentum swinger was the Kittle fumble, I think. That's number one. Number two, the bullshit phantom act job by Colt McCoy causing that 15-yard personal foul penalty 
and totally shifted the momentum in the game. Right? And then the IU fumble. Those are three critical plays that, in my opinion, cost them that game. Not to mention the fact that Jimmy Ward wasn't there because Jimmy Ward would have never allowed Connor to get in the end zone three times untouched. It never would have happened. Right. They knew it. They knew what they had to do. They attacked. They let the ball get out quick. Let him go. To, let let the playmakers run with the ball in their hands. They knew we were depleted in the secondary. So once they broke that second level defense, the linebackers, they knew what they had. They had a favorable matchup. But what I think is happening right now, I really think the light went on for this team upstairs. I don't know what happened. Um, they haven't won a game in 393 days in that stadium. And that stadium was very loud on TV. Right. They gave him a reason to be loud. The stands were full. They were legit that night. And I think that game is what this team needed at this point of the stretch. If they had any chances of making a run, it's it's gonna ha- it's gonna happen. It's gonna start right here. It's gonna start this Sunday, but Again, the consistency has to carry over. They cannot shoot themselves in the foot. They have to play fundamental sound football. Uh Just the way they did last week, they got to roll it to this week. And I'm really going to be looking forward to that. And my biggest pet peeve, I hate getting the ball in the first half. I like deferring to the second. That's what they did versus the Rams. They do it this week. It carries over. Tony, do you know what the sound of music is? Yeah. Do re me. Yeah, right. I also know what the color purple is. That was what Oprah Winfrey. So long, farewell. Mm-hmm. These are a few of my favorite. Why would he think I didn't know what that was? I grew up in a very uppity, rich. We had a music program in our school, and they made us sing stuff like that in chorus. It's all good though, man. Julia Andrews, man, you got you got to know the classics, bro. All right, look at you. I know the color purple. All right, Tony. Let's go, baby. I didn't know you. All right. That was actually one of my mom's favorite movies. Really? So my mom has this thing with Danny Glover where she hated him because of that movie, because of how abusive he was and everything, and just how nasty of a man he was. That's that's great, though, man. Um, So listen, man. Look, Miss Debbie said it was freaking loud at Levi's. Look at that. Freaking loud. On Monday Night Football, it was though like you could hear it. Some of my favorite moments was listening to the crowd roar. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't get a chance to hear it here because we were doing this here on the you know on the laptop. But man, like watching it back and turning the surround sound on, we that crowd finally had a reason to be juice, bro. They finally and, had a reason and, to be. And juice. you you saw them come out, and I was listening to Steve Young interview. Uh, on KMBR, and he flat out said it. He goes, you know, I was kind of leaning towards picking the Rams. He goes, but I saw how they came out and were warming up and jumping all over the place. They seemed really locked in and focused, and they were all they were really into it, and that's why he chose the Niners. Right. Yeah, I mean, Steve Young said that. I really felt like he was being a homer. I didn't pick the Niners. I didn't pick the Niners. I know I did. You said you had a gut feeling. I thought you were constipated. I mean, you know, you happen to be right. All right. It's cool. You were right. But I'm just saying, like, I, I, if I had to take my mortgage and put it down, there's no way I was putting that money on, on the Niners. There's no way. 
There's no. no and if I, I had to do it, and if I had to do it again, huh? I would have never put my mortgage on it. Right. I would have put money on it, but not a mortgage. That man. <laughs> Speaking of mortgage, I still haven't gotten paid, bro. That's crazy. That is absolutely nuts. That's nuts. My, my paycheck still has not come in, but it's all good. All right. So, all right. We talked about the uh, the offense here um, and how our offense matches up against their defense here. Um, I think that the Niners can be the, the oddball team. I think that we can run successfully against the Jaguars team as long as we're consistent. You know what I'm saying? I think that we can do that. Um, and I know that that's the biggest uh, – concern that people have for the Niners going into this game is that the Jaguars have the stingy run defense and you know like you said they're putting six in the box and things like that we've seen this team be successful against eight in the box with the run game this season and then we just go away from it yeah I think that Kyle kind of identified what his guys get fired up for forget what you think you want to do look at how your team responds to certain things that team the beat up offensive line that Fred Warner said at the beginning of the that Fred Warner said at the beginning of the game, like during his hype speech, protect the right side. He said that to the offensive linemen. Like they knew where the weakness was. They all identified it, and they got up. They turned up to run that ball. I think that if you're Kyle Shanahan, you got to start listening to your guys, man. They're the ones out there executing. I, you, You're the genius. You're calling all the plays, right? You're putting us in the right position. But, Coach, I can't block this guy for three seconds. We're not going to get that pass play off. Let's run this motherfucker. Yeah. I think he's got to listen to those guys, and I think that we can get some success on the ground. Jeff Wilson Jr. was so fired up. That same thing I'm talking about with Fred Warner, who was in the middle of that big huddle with Fred Warner getting the crowd hype, getting the players hype. It was Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah. It's going to be his game. I think that we can have some success on the offensive side of the ball. But let me talk about – let's flip it now, man. Our defense against their offense. Their offense has not been that impressive, Tony. I mean, no, it's a mess. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, oof. there's no consistency in design. Like, he's all over the place. You see him come out in like the college spread, and then he wants to try to come into a pro style. You, you got to make a decision on what you're going to do. And I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to keep it balanced for the NFL and trying to keep like a, a more of a um, a, a pro style attack for this for this game, but. I, I'm not a fan of the guy, Urban Meyer. I'm really not. Um, well, he's got Bevel over there from Seattle as his offensive coordinator, right? Yeah. Um, but listen, if you don't think his hands are in, you know, he's not involved in in, in um, scripting and, and, and offensive game plans and stuff like that, that's, you can't think like that. I, I think he's heavily involved. Um, and, and this kid's the top overall pick. He's very talented quarterback, but he's new. He's he's very raw. He's got you know he's got some issues. Oh baby, I like it raw. Oh god. Um, but yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like so, I I think if the defense comes out and plays their game with the intensity, they match the intensity, and this team travels pretty well on the road. They they we play better on the road than at home. Well, I'm not not after last week's game. Oh, <laughs> don't do that. that. Don't do that. What? Don't do that. Mike, stop. They were – We are a better road team than we are a home team. Yeah, and that's but, what you let mean. me ask you something. That's how, that's how a team is successful, just so you know. 
let me ask you something. What may, what's the difference between a home team, a home game, and a road game? Comfort. You want my honest opinion? Go ahead. I said it. I, I said it. I think the guys get too comfortable. And you think it's the it. comfort of rolling out of your own bed, driving to the stadium, blah, blah, blah. I, I like think that. they get too relaxed when they're when they're at home. I think that they get just a little too cozy. You know, when you're on the road, you're stuck in that room. You got You have to focus on business. There's no, damn, uh, I wonder if I should get this from my wife really quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I got I got 10 minutes before curfew because all that stuff still is in the count when you're the home team. But, you know, it's like it's a little bit more lenient. You guys can do a few more things. You can go to places that are familiar. There's nothing familiar. Hey, where can I get some Chinese food from? Can you guys order for us? You're stuck in that room. You are forced to stick with your brothers on the road. I honestly think it's a mentality thing with preparation. I think that when they're home, they're a little too lax. They're too lenient. And. That's why this team. This is a young team, Tony. You remember when 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 John Lynch and them first got here? What was the turnover? Like 70, 80 oh, percent, something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah. Right. They tried to get veterans in every position group. You had your you had your Garcon and your Hoyer and your Paulson. You know what I'm saying? They had all these different linemen from all over the place. They had defensive linemen, all these players in every position. Right. These old ass veterans. But other yeah. than that, it was a bunch of young guys here. You had your Trent Taylors. You're George Kittles, rookies. C.J. Bethage, rookies. You know what I'm saying? Like, Carlos Hyde was the veteran in the room, and he was in the league for four years. Yeah. You know? And so I think that that kind of, you know, plays a part. These guys didn't really learn, you know, how to be pros all the time. Get out of your comfort zone. This is a business meeting right here. You know? So I just think that that's what I think. That's, that's honestly what I think, man, uh, is that that's the difference for this team. I think that on the road, you are forced to be – in the trenches with your brothers at all times. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, you wanted to say something. You can still say what you were going to say. No, yeah, I I just feel that as far as like the 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 home field with the crowd and stuff like that, I feel if this team was playing consistently like they did last week, I think home games would be a lot different for them. I think they would come out on that high intensity, like, you know, rah, rah, jumping around, smacking heads and shit. Um, because the stadium is full, it's loud. It's, it's all, all that you take all that into consideration. But on the other hand, if you think about it like this, the Niner fans travel well too. They, they do. That they so, do. That's how I know it's not about crowd noise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how I know it's not about crowd noise. We yeah. bring the noise wherever we're at. That that's not it. They know that they're there and we're well represented no matter where we are. Yeah. I it has to be something off the field to me. And all I could come up with is preparation and comfort, you know. I mean, look, I know me. When I have to work in an unfamiliar area, when I'm working for my job, they send me to the Delaware area. I'm not Delaware, I'm Jersey and Pennsylvania. They give me my stops and I'm done in half the time that I am when I'm in my own territory, right? Yeah. And you would think it would be the other way around. You know your territory, you could be more efficient, but you're more relaxed, you're more comfortable. Oh, I'm going to stop here and say what's up to this person. I'm going to yeah. stop here and grab something to eat because I know that this is coming up. I'll reroute myself in a different way. Whereas if I'm on the road, I'm putting my stops in my GPS, I'm hitting those stops and I'm heading back home. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think. Uh, but back to this, this matchup here against this defense, man. Um, you know, I think we'll be okay, um, but on paper, 
I think it does favor. I think our offense against their defense is in favor of their team. I think their offense against our defense is in favor of our team. Um, But here's a, a feature that no one's talking about with this Jacksonville team, and it's that their run game, they're averaging 5.1 yards a carry. No one's talking about this, and I can't figure out why. Why is that not a point of, of discussion? When they carry the ball, they're averaging 5.1 yards a pop. Can you pull up the last two weeks' stats? Because I think that was with Robinson and not Hyde. Uh, all right, hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up. I mean, because let's face it, Robinson is the better running back out of the two. Um, I, I'm not a Jacksonville fan, so I can't tell you off the top of my head, but I think it had something to do with that. All right, so this past game, they ran the ball for rushing, 179 yards rushing. And the game before that, it was 79 yards rushing against the Bills. That Those are two really good numbers. Listen to this. I mean, not, not two, because 79 is not good. 179, great. 79, not great. 80, 82, not great. 84, not great. But listen to this. 198, 139, 152. More often than not, they are getting busy on the ground, bro. All right, quick question. Yes. What are the rushing totals for Trevor Lawrence in those games? Okay. Okay. I see what you're asking me here. Trevor Lawrence stats are as follows. You just want rushing yards. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. So Trevor Lawrence against Indy had 33 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. And the game before that against Buffalo had four rushing yards. And that's the game they only had, what, 97 yards or 70 80, yards? 80, 79. They had 79 yards. 79, 82, 84. Trevor Lawrence's yards week? were 4, 11, and 11. Oh, shit. You might be on to something, Tony. That's Listen serious. to this. Indy, I mean, Buffalo, Seattle, Miami. He had 4, 11, and 11. All right. Uh, Buffalo, Seahawks, Miami, they had 79, 82, and 84. So when he runs lower than 20 yards a game, they don't break 100 yards. When he runs more than 20 yards, 28, 36, 27, they run 198, 139, 159. So he's a little less. You might be onto something, bro. He's a little less than a quarter of the production in the run game. No, no, no. It's way less, 12%. But still, I mean, because they're almost at 200, he's getting 20 yards. So Uh he, but, but it does something. It ignites them. He's probably running for first downs and keeping the chains moving. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Giving them more chances to do something. So good, good catch there, man. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. I know a little about football. A little bit. A little bit. Um, So now, what does that tell us? Got to keep this motherfucker in the pocket. Exactly. Don't let him run on you, right? You have to rush disciplined. This they have to have a disciplined rush. How? Why is no one talking about five point one yards a carry? Because I, I think the five point one is inflated due to him. 
Yeah, but so what? That's not fair because when they talk about Baltimore and how good their rushing game is, they include their quarterback's rushing yards, right? That's not fair. You can't not include it because this guy's white. Is that what it is? It has nothing to do with white. What I'm not saying you, is not you, but I'm saying you. If you take a total of let's say 200 yards and he's rushing for 40 of those 200 yards, and if they're eight yard runs times three, that's 24 so four so he could do it four times that's four first downs you understand what i'm saying that's extending the possession yes yeah yeah, yeah. i'm with you so it's still into the total of a rush so if he's running for 200 you take 40 and he's down to 160 still it's very good for a rushing game but i mean we don't watch jacksonville every week so, right, that is true. I am actually going to go and watch their last two games tonight. I'm going to watch their Colts game, and I'm going to watch their Bills game. Uh, I think it's fascinating how you hold a team like the Bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just incredible to me, how you hold them to such a low score, you know? Uh, that game was 6-6 in the fourth quarter. Something's up about that game. I told you what it was. The Bills did not have Knox. They didn't have their top tight end. Anytime the, the, the Jaguars play a team with their tight ends, tight end production is through the roof. No, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I with the talent, and if you're saying the secondary is as bad as it is, and Josh Allen is that good of a quarterback, there's no reason why that they couldn't exploit that matchup, whether you have your tight end or not. I mean, that's just the way I'm looking at it. Diggs is a very tough cover. He is. He's a very tough cover. And if your secondary is that bad. But not if. All right, so check this out, right? You and I are designing a defense, and we know that Fred Warner can cover any tight end in the league. Yes. But Fred Warner's out. And so now we have a liability when covering the tight end. So what are we going to do to supplement that? I wouldn't change my whole defense. You you don't change everything, but you take a safety and you bracket you you know, yeah, right. I, I would do that, but I'm not changing my whole scheme. I'm not going to like a full zone coverage. Right, but you right, but you're still gonna help. You're still gonna help the replacement linebacker cover that tight end. Yeah, by putting a safety, everything else can stay the same, right? But everything's not the same because now you're moving one more piece to help that other spot. So now those teams come out in three wide receiver sets and they still keep a tight end in. Right? So that safety is still going to help that linebacker. All of a sudden, you got one-on-ones everywhere and you just take the favorable matchup. And they eat you somewhere else. I just don't understand it, though. How how does Buffalo can't exploit that? I'm sorry. My opinion is, I'll tell you straight up, they overlooked them. Yeah, and that and that and that is very possible. And and I think they got caught with their pants down. So I heard someone ask this question: The 49ers are walking into a trap game. True or false? Wow, you're you're stopping to think about this. I don't see it as a trap game. It can't be a trap game, in my opinion. I don't. I don't see. I, the reason why I stopped for a second is because I literally just analyzed from both sides. Top to bottom, from left to right. I in my head, I just did it quick. 
and I can't see it as a trap game for the 49ers because the 49ers aren't coming in 11 and 2 or whatever. Eggs. Severely winning record. They're coming in scrapping. So when you come in scrapping, you're not supposed to overlook anything. You're supposed to focus one game after another and beat your opponent to the fullest and worry about the next game. Yes. Your mentality right now going forward should be win every damn game and that's it. And keep your level of intensity up and consistency at the consistent play up and and just play football. Yes. I completely agree with you. This team is not in a position to even be entering what is called a trap game. Trap games are reserved for teams that are good, overlooking much weaker opponents. We don't have that. We don't have that luxury right now. We won one game, and I can't even say against a good a good opponent, against a divisional opponent. Records go out the door when it's divisional opponents. Yeah. How many times have you seen an 11-win Patriot team play against a three-win Miami Dolphin team and lose? No, it happens all the time. Or come so, down to the last minute. Right, right. So don't give me that records crap. I mean, don't tell me they were a good team and da-da-da-da-da. And they were on paper, yes. But when it comes to divisional opponents, divisional matchups, records go out the window. All right, Tony, man, I don't know if we're going to get to do a pregame show together or not. It's an early game on Sunday. So I got to ask you this question, man. Uh, Niners, win or lose, and why? Well, tell me what you think and tell me your gut feeling. If they're different, then cool. I, my Gut says they're going to win, and I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win because I kind of think this team got that taste back. Mm, you saw that hunger. Jeff Wilson plus George Kittle plus. I think this team got that little taste, but they have to stick. They, they have to stick to what, what my my thing is as far as with Jimmy. They have to play balanced on offense, keeping the defense off balance. They have to stick to that because once they get away from that and he becomes one-dimensional with throwing, that that's when they get in trouble. He's not that type of quarterback. He's you know, got to stay and play within the structure of that offense, and that's yeah. that. You know, if it weren't for us losing Mike McGlinchey, I would say that this Sunday – is the first game that I think no matter who is at quarterback, we could win the game. I think that the way the offense is set up right now, George Kittle, Jeff Wilson Jr., Trey Sermon, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, they can go out there and beat anybody despite how the quarterback plays. But that offensive line, man, I'm getting a little bit of pause right there, man. I'm just not quite – I'm still very confident. My confidence level is over 80%. But if Mike McGlinchey was in there, I would be at 99%, Tony. Um, my gut tells me we win this game. My brain tells me, Mike, be smart about this. Mike, be cautious. Don't overlook your opponent any given Sunday. So my gut tells me we win this game 32-12. to 12. My mind tells me 20 to 13. We get back to making mistakes. We get back to turning over the ball. We get back to penalties, but we're still better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. One score. 
And if I'm not mistaken, the line is six and a half for this game. So that's what I think. That's but as far, as far as the as far as the penalty statement, sometimes it's out of your hands. Well, especially with pass interference, that's a judgment call by the officials. The rough holding, the passers, the, you know, it's and see that's the other thing too. A lot of the time, our our Niners because of that wide nine, they're coming in on crazy angles. They fall and will swipe a quarterback between the knees and the ankles. The refs can throw a flag whenever they want. Because that is a no-hit zone, right? You can't hit them below the knees. That's a no-hit zone. They can throw a flag whenever they want. So you're leaving it up to the officials to call the uh, penalties or not call the penalties. So you're absolutely right, bro. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. But I think that's it, man. Tony, let's wrap this show up here with final thoughts. If you have anything else, if not, let's just freaking go home, man. Let's go home. Let's let's, let's, let's end this journey. <sighs> final thoughts, final thoughts, final thoughts. Um. I think this is a big game for the 49ers. I think this is going to be a test for them to see where they're at. I think they're going to pass it. I th- I'm praying that the consistency carries over. Um, I'm not looking for pick sixes. I'm just looking for the solid play on the defense. Um, Jimmy Ward's back. Hopefully that carries over as well. I mean, but just overall as the defense, what they look like from the Arizona game to this game was a nine-day difference. I think they had one missed tackle compared to three straight games with 10-plus missed tackles. So I I just think – I think they win it. I think they stay crisp. And I think this team – my biggest fear was on that five game – was it five games, five straight they lost or four straight? Four. On the four straight losses they lost – those four straight games they lost, I was afraid that they were going to be content with losing and change their mindset. Like that was my biggest fear with this team because of the inconsistent play quarterback, the, 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 you know, the question of the leader situation. I honestly thought they were going to become, become content, but I think the way, how well they performed last week, I think that changed the mentality of that team. I think they changed the feeling in the locker room and these guys, these guys I think are about to click right now. And just hope, I'm not saying we're going for the number one seed. I think it's going to be extremely tough to get the wild card spot, but I think they're going to start clicking right now. And and, and they got the perfect part of the schedule to do it. And thank God the NFC is weak. So it, it keeps the window open. It's slightly open, but there's still a shot for them to get a playoff spot. So, yeah, I, I think it's – I think they're going to make a small run right now. Yeah, you know, I'm right there with you, but I got to see it for two weeks in a row, man. I want you to be right. I absolutely want you to be right, you know. I think this game is the turning point in the season. There's a lot of people out there with aspirations of the postseason, playoff runs and things like that, right? And I want to be there with you guys, but I'm not yet. But, but this it's game easy, it's will easy be- to be there because of the situation in the NFC. They're number nine right now. If they win, they go to number eight. Uh-huh. Do you realize that? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're half a game out of being the seventh seed. Exactly. Um, so that's why, I mean, it's kind of like, that's why we're thinking of this. And, you know, you kind of can't get mad for thinking this way because it's right there for them to grab. Absolutely. It's not like they need help from this one, this one, this one. Dude, you're right there. Yeah. 
and my tune, my tone will all change if we win this game convincingly. No wings. Oh, no, no, no. Those days are over. I, I did my part for seven, eight weeks straight, and they got us two or three wins. I'm are not we wearing the same anymore. hoodies again? Nope. I'm not doing that either. I have no idea what I'm wearing on Sunday, but I'm not planning anything. I will have 49ers apparel on, but I'm not planning anything. I did my part, and the team let us down. Now they got to do it for us, not the other way around. The faithful have been there, and they've been rallying. And we will be on Patreon.com slash NB9ers watching the game live and reacting to every snap, every penalty, every second, right? But here's what I'm going to say, man. These, these are my final thoughts. I want to be with you. I hear the people talking about postseason aspirations. We're going to be a playoff team. We can make a push. We can get it. And then all of a sudden it was worth it. I hear you guys. And I want to be right there with you. But I'm not yet. I know we had a good win, a convincing win over a good team in the NFC, but it was still a division opponent. I need to know that this wasn't just Shanahan having McVay's number. So what I need to see the Niners to do, what I need to see the Niners do is convince me that they have turned the corner. You go out and you beat the inferior team convincingly, not in a 23-20 to situation, not in a 17-21 situation. We need to beat this team by two scores. We need to go out there and look like we have the game in the bag. Now, if we don't win by two scores, I'm okay with that as long as we're up by two or three scores in the last five minutes and then we give them some garbage time points. I'm okay with that. I'm not looking at the final results. I'm going to look at how this team plays. Go out there and look like a dominant team, a team that can make some noise in the postseason, a team that belongs in the postseason. And then I'll switch trains. I started on that train. I got off that train very early. And now I'm waiting for the Niners to give me a reason to be back on that train. And I'm this close. This week is put up or shut up. And that's how we're going to end tonight's episode. We thank you all for rocking with us. We truly, truly appreciate you guys. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, guys, go and hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and turn on those notifications. Go on over to patreon.com slash nb9ers and give us a follow over there all right the five dollar tier is to watch the games with us live on game day i can't tell you guys how many people say you guys are great i live on the east coast i'm in the midwest and i don't get to see the games all the time so this is great this is way better than buying direct tv so i can watch the games live i can pay five bucks and i can see it here with you guys come on down guys we are here for you all right I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL. To my right is my guy, Tony. He is NJ Niner fan, 499. Tony, you ready to go home? Yes, sir. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We out of here, guys. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up. No fakes, we spinning, we winning, we high stakes We never miss, we all makes Look at us dudes trying to prove Bringing you news with nothing to lose Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne Method, man, we bring the pain hey. See, I'ma confess it We under the pressure If you looking to find us We them nothing but niners Niners. 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 We never.